0: Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for sticking around after the break there with us. So I enjoy talking about history a lot. I hope that uh, I don't do it too much, but uh, I think it's so important that we understand kind of where we're at. And so many of you, when I speak to you out in public and uh, read things that you send to me and so forth, are very astute students of history because you understand its importance. I would say conservatives are, are much more attuned to that. Many liberals, first, have a very poor education. Rather, it's through school or just lack of interest or focusing on things that are manifestly unimportant. But nevertheless, I would say that conservatives understand the role of history and some of these other topics, civics, stuff like that, and know that without that, they can't have a functional democracy or what we actually live in is a constitutional republic. You get tired of hearing people say, our democracy, Yeah, we don't have a pure democracy, and it's a good thing. It's never really worked anywhere. They tried it in Athens for a while, and it was terrible they had to modify it. It's been terrible every place it's it's been tried. It's better than tyranny or some sort of oligarchy, but for the most part, a constitutional republic is what works, and as much as they hate that on the left, it does. But when we look at history and we talk about personages in history, lots of times they teach us a lot about how to manage things and maybe how to think about things and things that we shouldn't do or should do, but also there are important guideposts. Even if the individual themselves that you're referencing isn't all that particularly important, but we know who it is it helps us place a, a marker in history, uh, you know, during the time of or when so-and-so was there. It helps, helps sort of mark these things out. It's extremely important. If, for instance, for a very long time, we simply had B.C. and A.D., right? But we would say before Christ and after death. Uh, is how many people would say it, which isn't exactly correct, but that's kind of what we thought, marking time from the time before the birth of Christ and after Christ, you know, after that time. And of course, that's been changed now. If you look at many of the more progressive sites, it's BCE, before the Christian era, right? Like the person. It was not important. It was just some sort of vague idea that floated out there, yeah. And I'm sure they'd love to get rid of it if they could. Unfortunately, so much of history for so long has been written that way, it's hard for them to change it and and then be able to make any sense at all out of any of the other texts. But it is important to be able to spot these things throughout history and uh, use the people and places and times and events as guideposts for that. So that's one of the reasons that we do it, and it's fascinating sometimes. To see the parallels in history and by parallel sometimes I would simply say uh, they're not exactly parallels as they are markers and uh, as I've said before chemistry history is very like chemistry you can look back through it and see what's been added here and you put this together and that together and then, and then things blow up you put this together and that together and things go well it's very much like uh, well it's not chemistry it's also like cooking and to turn your back on it means that you don't know anything about chemistry, and apparently you probably can't even prepare uh, your own donuts. So uh, if you turn your back on that kind of thinking, which is to say, what's worked? How, what's a cookbook? History is sort of like a cookbook for what works. The progressives want to throw the cookbook away because they don't like when you go through the cookbook and see that every idea they have results in the stove catching fire. They don't want you to know that. They think that they have a better idea. Well, that's because it wasn't correct, and people use that against us. So it's better if they don't know. We have a better idea because, see, we're so much smarter than those people who lived 10 years ago, 50 years ago, 2,000 years ago. We're just a lot smarter now. Most cases, that's far from the truth. The people that had some of these ideas in the past might have been not very smart, but they're still a lot smarter than the ones that seem to have it now. So that's one of the reasons we look at that. But you know, there are things, even in modern day, that uh, jump out at you, that you think are markers that are going to show something, some historical precedent, some large, some small. Here's one I ran across, oh, I guess at the end of the week here, that I thought caught my eye as yet another little signpost in the road of, of how things are going to go. Uh, there was a story uh, in two or three different places, Daily Mail, York Post and stuff, uh, New York City has discovered polio in their water, the wastewater uh, that they've been turning the, in the wastewater plant. Someone tested it, probably because they had an inkling that it was there, a case or two turned up, and there's polio in the, wa- in the wastewater plant, two or three different places in, around New York City. Now, many of you probably have had grandparents or parents that live through polio uh, that uh, have discussed it with you, or some of you may have been, have Parents or grandparents that were affected by it. I know I have. Uh, And it was a terrible, terrible disease. And it was, of course, the reason that the March of Dimes was put into place. And it's one of the things that made Jonas Salk uh, a national hero and a name that everyone should still know, unfortunately. Of course, they don't. But uh, the polio vaccine was something that changed so much about America. And if you want to go back at some point and... And think about the TV shows and things that that, went, that were showing people in iron lungs and the children with their legs in braces. All that was polio, or at least the vast majority that you saw was polio. And we have defeated it in the United States for the most part. not starting to show up again. Why is that? That would be an awfully interesting question to answer, wouldn't it? I do know one thing, is that we are letting massive amounts of people enter the country and know nothing about them. And it's one thing to become upset about COVID, that we don't have any idea of people's COVID status and so forth. I mean, that's just rank hypocrisy and somewhat dangerous. But there's some diseases in the third world that have not been conquered like they have been in our country. Or they have disappeared, but probably are much more likely to reappear because low incidences of vaccination, uh, a sort of climate, by that I mean, a climate in terms of sanitation and medical knowledge and so forth, they could have one of these diseases pop up again. And they're just, we allow that into the country without having any control over that. And when I think about that, it just makes no sense whatsoever. And if you try and raise any of that, oh, you're a racist or a xenophobe, or I, I don't even know how to answer questions like that because they're ludicrous on their face. It's not an answer. This is just, this is just, plain old common sense public health. You just can't let everybody in without having any idea if they may in fact be carrying diseases that we have eradicated in our country. And we assume we've eradicated some of these places, for instance, smallpox. Many people are not vaccinated for some of these diseases that everyone was getting vaccinated for 50 years ago. And because of that, we're very smart-alecky not to... Sound too smart smartly myself, but we we assume that that just is, it's all gone, and that you know we don't have to uh, get these vaccinations and diphtheria and you know whooping cough and uh, all of these things. You, they, they seem something out of the past, and they are, but they're out of the past because we work to put them there. And this idea that that we have that we should have no control over a reintroduction of some of these diseases into our country is crazy. And it's one thing to argue about letting people into the country that there's only so many unskilled jobs to to find in this country. And you can have those kinds of arguments. But when you start getting into why can't we at least screen people for uh, disease and they don't want you to do that. We don't want you to identify people or contact them or anything. It just screams insanity at you. And it screams fanaticism because the reason they don't want any of this isn't anything to do with health or anything else. It's because they are raging fanatics about immigration. I suspect there are several reasons for that. One reason that I think is slipping away from the progressive Democrats is the idea that everybody the important to this country is becoming going to become a Democrat voter. I think they're losing a little bit of the luster with that, that idea. A lot of the people who have come to this country uh, want to have an opportunity to do things, move forward. And within a generation or so, and they're finding this in California, and certainly in Texas too, that uh, second generation immigrants into the country, and sometimes first generation have been here for a while, don't want to be kept on the dole, don't want to become just a new sort of substantial voting block that exists because they're kept relatively out of circulation into the job markets and being able to move forward. They don't want that. And they see they're not foolish. They may not have the education, some people do, but a lot of them are pretty smart and you can get educated pretty fast in this country and you don't have to go to Harvard for it where apparently they make you dumber. Uh, they do at Yale, if I, and the Yale graduates I see, Cory Booker, you know, Chris Como. I mean, if you think those people are smart, then you're not listening to this show. Because you people are smart. But nevertheless, it's this fanaticism about this idea that th- th- this is, this is about voting. This is about getting a base. This is about recreating a, a whole voting block. And doing it this way is dangerous. And so the power has to be taken away from these people. We have to vote them out before who knows what they do. You can see what kind of fanatics they are. We have to get out and get them gone at every level, city council to the presidency. They're fanatics, they shouldn't be in power. Vote them out. Be back.